and welcome back. Um, here I am with uh, Jimmy Neutron and uh, Cheese talking about Region 4. So we'll do Let's Region do 4 and then we'll uh, talk a little bit about our Final Four. So we're going to start with Blacksburg versus, Blacksburg versus El Paso. Blacksburg, Blue Sky, 17-1, uh, and 13-0. Oh. They got that great sophomore class, but really their whole team is really solid, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoemaker, Fry, Prig, Keller. I mean, they're... <laughs> They're just loaded. What a great team. Um, they're going up against El Paso. Um, El Paso makes the NTT pretty much every year. It seems like it at least. They uh, won Conference 25 in the regular season, but only have a 257 strength of schedule. Uh, Ledbetter and uh, Franklin are their, are their uh, stars. Ledbetter seems like one of those guys that's just like – I don't know. I kind of want to call him white trash, but like, you know, like <laughs> he's like that country boy, you know, that just like, sh- he's just like a really good shooter. That's just what mm-hmm. the, the name sounds like, you know? Sure. Not, sure. I don't know <laughs> the guy personally, you know, I, oh, <laughs> you don't, <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, El Paso is number 10 in uh, three points attempted. They're number five in opposing three points attempted and number four in offensive rebounds. Blacksburg is number five in assist. Um, they are number four in steals, number eight in blocks, number nine in turnovers, number four in points, number nine in points against, number six in true shooting percentage margin. They are number nine in offensive true shooting percentage, number seven in offensive rebounds. <laughs> so... That's a mouthful. Uh, what do you see in this matchup? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do want to say, like, Coach Sean here uh, is a really good coach. I think he's graduated two really good classes in back-to-back Where years. Where is he? Uh, <laughs> he's here. here. He's here. Um, and to get back to the NTT um, is really just a testament to his coaching. But Blacksburg is a bit of a juggernaut this year. Um, like, I, I just love their team. Uh, they – they have these like four guys that are pretty solidified as starters in Stringer, Keller, Fry, and Shoemaker, and then they go and add a guy like Hunter Prig, who's scoring you know nineteen points on sixty one percent true shooting, uh, four blocks a game, nine point six rebounds. Like he is an all league sort of player, mm-hmm. um, and even one conference player of the year and conference freshman of the year uh, this year for conference seven, which is not a great conference or hasn't been uh, historically historically yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean great coach with El Paso, but Blacksburg, I mean, they beat us by 30 in the PNTT playoffs. Like, yeah. uh, this team is really, really good. So I think Blackburg's <clears throat> wins here um, pretty easily. Oh, one other dynamic, just to stir the pot a little bit. Um, Blacksburg is coached by Blue Skies, and he's going right. against the Cellar Dwellers. Mm-hmm. So one of the things my team likes to say in Yuma is reach for the sky. So I think Blacksburg has the edge. Uh, yeah. The, those are all great points. Yeah. That I hadn't, the, I hadn't considered yet. Oh man. Yeah. I just got this. <laughs> reach for the sky. That's good. Oh, man. He's got to get a couple in every You got to quit saying the things. Cause the they're jokes. funnier if you don't say them. I don't you know. know the thing. The jo- jokes are really funny when you explain them. So I think we should just yeah. continue to explain our jokes. <laughs> All right, let's go to the 8-9 matchup. We got Sacramento, the Silver Bears, going up against the Atlantic City Rounders. So Atlantic City, 13-5, um, number 33-44, strength of schedule. 
Ricardo McCaskill and uh, Alex Vincent are their um, two solid players. You know, uh, Sacramento, they got Vincent Grubb. He seems like their um, guy, 14-4, and four, uh, 29 ranked, 127 strength of schedule. Um, yeah, so Silver City um, is not top – or sorry – Atlantic City, my bad. <laughs> Atlantic City is um, number 10 in turnovers uh, and number 7 in offensive rebounds, um, whereas uh, Sacramento, Silver Bears, uh, is number 9 in assists, number 5 in blocks, number 7 in true shooting uh, percentage margin, and number 1 in offensive tr- or opposing true shooting percentage. So they play really good defense. What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, I think this is a great matchup, honestly. Um, I can see it being a really close game. Point differential similar out over the season. I think on paper, uh, Sacramento plays um, a little bit better. Uh, but you look at the strength of schedule, and Atlantic City plays a way tougher schedule. Um so I think it's going to be close. Um, this sophomore class for Atlantic City obviously brings in the most talent with Alex Vincent and Mitchell Payton in the starting lineup. Those two combined for 32 a game. And then you've got another 18 coming from McCaskill. So mm. they've got some firepower. Uh, but Sacramento has their own big three in Grubshaw and Weston, you know, yeah. that can score double digits. So uh, I think this game could be a coin flip. Um, both teams are really depending on their starters. The one bench guy that contributes some scoring is Omar Blackwell, seven and a half points a game uh, at the backup shooting guard for Sacramento. Um, so maybe a guy like that tips the scales a little bit. Uh, but at, this is an 8-9 matchup for a reason. Um, I'm going to go with Atlantic City because I think they're a little more battle-tested. Yeah, And their name is funny. Because you think about Rounders, the movies about gambling. And all right, I'll stop. <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Can you explain it? Yeah, and then Atlantic City. There's a lot of uh, casinos there, so it's like a gambling joke. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll message you. I'll direct message you more. It's a good point. Never thought about it like that. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, next up, we got Waterloo, the Woodchucks. Uh, PNTT runner-up going up against the Aberdeen Tribe, um, the team that didn't get the STD. Uh, Aberdeen, you know. Poor guys. Yeah. (laughs) Feel horrible for them. Uh, Aberdeen, you got Bailey White. um, Bailey White, 28.4 points a game on 63.2% true shooting percentage. Waterloo is loaded. You know, you got Bryant Hess and Jared Ingram. Jared Ingram won freshman and player of the year in Conference 15. Bryant has to finish right behind him. So just, I mean, they got, they got a really good squad. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, Aberdeen, a little bit of trouble with them. Um, Aberdeen is uh, number 10 in assist, number 10 in personal fouls, and then number four in three points attempted. Waterloo is, um, number three in assists, number one in blocks, and number five in points. So what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, Waterloo being the runner-up in PNTT, a pretty or 
pretty acquainted with their team. We also played them first exhibition game of the season and just got absolutely smacked and had a bit of a wake-up call into the year. I mean, mm-hmm. they're incredible. I don't – and I don't understand how they lose games, honestly. Like, uh, yeah. okay, I get I get getting beat by Harrisburg um, or like a Frankfurt, but they dropped one to Knoxville and one to Flint. And I, I'm just choosing to believe that those were sort of like random, like – number generators that didn't work out in their way you know what i mean it's like they win 99 out of 100 matchups against both of those teams so i don't fully understand how that happens uh i mean yeah. naf naftali has like a great has a great team in uh, aberdeen as well bailey white is just an absolute stud and he has been for yeah. four years um you look at joseph souders he's really really good player too um i wish he could get up more shots because he's just a hyper efficient player offensively um and then andrew johnston getting Dishing the ball out and scoring. I really like his team, but I just think he's running into the wrong team in Waterloo, who I think have a deep run in them in the NTT. So I'm picking Waterloo in a pretty easy game. All right. Next up, we got the uh, San Francisco Golden Gators out of Conference 29. They won the uh, – this is actually their first NTT title, so or their first NTT appearance. So oh, congratulations, congrats, Coach. Yeah. Uh, Coach K champ, um, you got a really great team. I mean, it's hard in Conference Twenty Nine every year. You got some, um, yeah, tough teams, and they they're undersized, but um, they seem like they just they know how to play together. Um, and look at what they've done in recruiting. Yeah, yeah, that freshman class is that freshman and senior class just look really talented. They, they I'm excited to see what they can do um, with this team. Uh, it doesn't page for them but you know when you win conference uh if you can win conference 29 you're a really solid team you know Mm -hmm. they they play tough teams pretty much every i mean all the time so uh uh they're going up against providence providence is led by uh dylan divine um sorry cheese i think you were on him is that right no Nope. Okay. Never mind. Good right. joke. Good joke. Yeah. Can you explain it? Great joke. <laughs> uh, 62.4% true shooting percentage, 26 uh, points a game for Dylan Devine. Um, yeah. Providence is uh, number four in turnovers, and that's the only t- category. San Francisco um, is not top 10 in any statistical category. What do you see in this matchup? I think if Providence can stay out of foul trouble, they should win this game. Um, San Francisco has more balance offensively, uh, but I can see Dylan Devine having a great game. Um, I, I don't look at Dalton Malcolm, who he's matched up against w- with San Francisco. I don't look at Malcolm as uh, an intimidating defensive presence. Um, not calling the guy out, but Devine's a great player, and I, he's going to score. Um, I could see him being efficient in this game. Uh, he's got a height height advantage over this defender, um, and I think that can carry Providence. Coach Jag obviously um, is a, a prolific coach historically. Um, this is their tenth NTT, um, so I think they've got you know the tools to get this done. Um, I was gonna man, I forgot. I was gonna say one more thing, but it's late, so I'm not gonna say it. I think Providence okay. wins. Yeah, it seems like San Francisco wins the games they should. You know, you look at their schedule, and uh, they, they, they win all the games that 
you know, when but when they go up against a tough team, they really struggle. You know, they struggled against Las Vegas. They struggled against um, Honolulu. And then, you know, they the one game they shouldn't have lost was Portland. But, um, yeah. But even still. So, I, I'm happy for them that he made it. And, you know, hopefully they can keep the magic going and um, keep it going. But we'll see. Uh, let's look at the next matchup, the two-seed, Eugene Guillotines. Um, 17 and one out of conference 31, they won, uh, their conference, uh, attorney and regular season, uh, going up against the San Diego rebels, 12 and six coach, Co- crazy Cobra, uh, you know, Eric Crittenden, um, is their, uh, power forward, 21 points a game, 56% true shooting percentage, uh, for, uh, Eugene, they're led by, uh, Alan Fair, Fairclough, um, the freshman, 25.8 points per game on 63.6% true shooting. So Eugene um, is number six in personal fouls. They are number six in points, number three in opposing free throws, and then number three in true shooting percentage, whereas San Diego is number eight in uh, assist, number two in turnovers, and number 10 in points. So what do you see in this game? Yeah, I actually wasn't super acquainted with Eugene uh, here in League 31. I know Coach BPG, because uh, I think we have a regular game we play in League 42. Um, but then I looked back and I was like, oh, they've been kind of a perennial PTT team. Um, and he has really good rankings for like class rankings and recruiting. But it seemed like he was missing a star. And Alan Fairclaw is, is that star he was missing. I mean, their freshman class is ranked 25-12. And yet he's the only one that's starting from that class. Mm-hmm. That second number uh, in the, the 12 number tells me that he already has like one guy or two guys who stand out way more than the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fairclaw is that guy. I mean, he's an absolute stud getting 25.8 points per game and 5.7 assists and then 1.6 steals like this guy's an absolute animal Mm -hmm. um and and san diego just hasn't played anyone i mean they a lot of their starters put up numbers and crittenden like you said is a good player but he's a 6-6 power forward running into two 6-10 guys down low for eugene i i think eugene just takes the head off of uh uh san diego and um just keeps rolling so yeah um, all right, well, let's look at the 7-10 matchup. we got the Lansing Blue Collar going up against the uh, Pontiac Clown Babies. Um, Lansing, 11-7, uh, and 8-5, 28th uh, ranked, four strength to schedule out of uh, Conference 15. Um, they're obviously, you know, led by Sean Block, 29 points a game. On 63.6% true shooting percentage, he won player of the year in the Conference 15 this year. Um, and then for Pontiac, you know, you got, uh, Aaron Willis, the, uh, the shooting guard, just shooting 65.5% on, uh, true shooting on 22 points per game. Lansing is, um, number eight in points and number seven in, uh, offensive rebounds, whereas Pontiac, um, is the number five team in three points attempted. So, uh, Got an in-state rivalry a little bit going on here, so that should be interesting. And Lansing has really struggled down the stretch here, so I'm really curious to see how they respond um, in this first-round matchup. And you're making it hard for me because it would be easy to say I'm picking the team from Michigan, but I can't (laughs) do that here. Yeah. Um, 
Man, yeah, I think you're right. Lansing struggled a little bit, but they've had a brutal schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, similar to to you guys, uh, Jefferson City and then Nashville, um, but uh, multiple other uh, top hundred teams. Bloomington twice on their schedule, um, who they beat twice. Uh, Sean Block's having an incredible year. And I think Lansing has a senior leadership. What's interesting to me about Lansing's team is their size. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not huge. And even 6-4 uh, small forward, 6-6 six, six power forward. In this matchup, uh, they're going up against a 6-6 six, six small forward and 6-7 power forward, which is not the biggest either. Um, but even right there, they're at uh, a height disadvantage at those two positions. Um so that'll be interesting. Pontiac also is starting a 6'8 shooting guard in Aaron Willis, who's, as you mentioned, their best player. So I wonder what that does to Gustavo West, um, who's ha- had a good year as well and kind of their second option. Um, but Willis, um, obviously not a, a huge shot blocker, 1.1 steals. But interesting to me to look at the shooting guard matchup in this one. Um, I do think Lansing pulls it out. Uh, I think it it might get it might get close at points, um, but I don't anticipate this being like a um, down to the wire type thing that comes down to free throws. Uh, Coach Whalen S. Whalen's got a good program, um, and you know these seniors are hungry for it. Uh, Block West Walters, so I think they get it done. Okay. Well, um, next up we got Shan, the villains, um, the three seed. Out of conference 24, um, man, horrible freshman and sophomore classes, but you know, um, their, uh, their junior class is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can you say know, that. <laughs> the junior class is really good. Uh, they're going up against, uh, Shreveport, the Crawdads, um, who's got a good, uh, freshman and sophomore class, but not a great junior and senior class. So, um, Michael Madison, the sophomore for Shreveport seems like, uh, their best player, whereas Cheyenne um, really relies on Banks and Smart. Jimmy is smart. Jimmy Smart. Yeah, just you have to say his first name. Thank yeah. you. Uh, hashtag Jimmy Smart. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that would have fit perfectly on Rochester, the boy geniuses. So um, <laughs> Cheyenne. Uh, yeah. Sorry, man. I know. Tough loss. Uh, I didn't even recruit him. I should have. Uh, Cheyenne's not top 15 in any 10 in any statistical category Shreveport is um, number two in three points attempted and number six in three points allowed Uh, so they just try to get up a ton of threes Uh, what do you see in this matchup yeah um, it's an interesting matchup because you kind of alluded to it but both teams have like this one really standout class Cheyenne their juniors are 3-8 uh, Shreveport, their sophomores are 4-4, and all three guys from both of those classes for both teams start. Um, so it's a little bit of, bit of a matchup of the juniors versus seniors. You look at Cheyenne, like their their juniors are 6-6, 6-9, 6-9, and then Shreveport is pretty small because their sophomores are 6-1, 6-4, 6-5. And so, well, I think this is actually probably one of the closer, uh, like, big seed matchups that mm-hmm. we have. I think that Cheyenne and just like, I think height wins every time um, when everything else is equal. And so I think that Cheyenne um, pulls this off um, in, in a, a closer game than maybe they wanted. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look at the last matchup. We got the Hershey, Co- 
Bolts, coached by Andrew Luck, 12. Um, out of conference one, you got Jason Frazier, their junior shooting guard, scoring 32.7 points a game on 62.3% true shooting percentage. Uh, Parker Majaka, Majka. Um, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 19 points <laughs> per game. Uh, seems like solid. They're going up against Macon, um, number 43 overall. They got that great junior class of Rayshon uh, Herring and uh, Nolan Rodriguez, Demetrius Hartman. Um, Jason Fisher is a pretty solid player. They're really big. Uh, they got six, seven, six, eight, six, ten, six, nine, nice, and a six, ten center. So they got some height. It should be an interesting matchup. You look at um, Hershey, and uh, Hershey is number four in points against, number shooting percentage margin, number five in true shooting percentage, number six in opposing true shooting percentage, and number three in uh, rebounding margin. So, um, Whereas uh, Macon is the number six team in points against and the number three team in opposing three points attempted. What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, this is another one where I think it could be a really, really even matchup. Uh, Frazier, where Hershey obviously sticks out um, in the scoring column, um, but both of these teams get the bulk of their scoring from the two and the three spots. And both of these teams have two bigs that are primarily focused on defense and rebounding. Um, now, it's a little more lopsided when you look at the numbers in Hershey's direction. Um, they do play a little bit better defense, at least on paper. Um, but I think it could be really close down to the wire. Um, what I like about Macon, um, they do have uh, a couple guys off the bench that can uh, contribute a little bit. Um, but they also have in Rayshon Herring, a big guy who's averaging over five assists a game. Um, add to that 2.4 blocks. I think that's a huge factor in this one. Um, somebody in the post that's that's facilitating even more than he's scoring. That's the one thing I don't think this Hershey team can match mm-hmm. um, because they, they distribute primarily through their point guard Glover, averaging 10.4 assists per game. Um, so a little bit different styles where one's you know point guard focused – getting it to the scores, the other maybe playing a little more in-and-out basketball, kicking it out to shooters, finding Fisher and Hartman on the wings. Um, so I think that'll be fun to watch. I am going to go with Macon in this because I think when you've got multiple guys facilitating, um, that makes your team more well-rounded, so I'm putting them through. All right, let's look at um, teams. I have uh, Blacksburg over Sacramento. Um, Waterloo over Providence. Waterloo taking down Blacksburg in the Elite Eight. Um, on the bottom, I got Eugene over Pontiac. I think Pontiac's going to beat Lansing because they shoot a barrage of threes versus that zone. Uh, defensive Lansing's and uh, Hershey taking down Cheyenne. Um, I got Eugene um, playing Waterloo and uh, Eugene moving on to the Final Four. Interesting. We finally have some variants. Okay. Yeah. I have I have Blacksburg over Atlantic City, Waterloo over Providence. Okay, there's not much difference there. Uh and then I actually I mean, I just think that their schedule is tough. I, I have Lansing over Eugene, uh, and then Cheyenne over Hershey. And then I have Lansing over Cheyenne and Waterloo over Blacksburg. And then I have Waterloo in the final four. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Um I have also Blacksburg over Atlantic City. I have Providence over Aberdeen. And then um, 
I think the Eugene Lansing game, the winner of that game is going to go to the final four. <laughs> that is the hardest game for me to pick in this bracket. Um, I have Cheyenne over Macon, and then I'm going to say Eugene beats Cheyenne. Providence pulls out the upset against Blacksburg, but then Eugene gets through to the final four. Okay, so that means me and Cheese have the same exact final four. Um, <laughs> before we talk, <laughs> before we talk about final fours, um, any players to who are the players to watch in this region? Hunter Prig, Bailey White from Aberdeen, Sean Block mm-hmm. from Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then Jared Ingram and Brent Hest. Yeah. Um, I also really like Austin Burdett. I mean, he's averaging like seven assists from the seven yeah. center position, four blocks. I mean, he's an absolute beast. So, yeah. Alan Fairclaw. I mean, I really like Demetrius Hartman. Um, man, I liked Macon. I felt like I really liked their team. But then I watched – I looked at their games and it just seemed like they lost – They they just couldn't beat any um, solid teams. I wanted to pick them, but – uh, just didn't work out for me, I sure. guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, cool. Um, let's talk about the Final Four then. Uh, so, my Final Four, I have Jefferson City, Rockford, Clearwater, and Eugene. Cheese has the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jimmy has Jefferson City, Rockford, Miami, and Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Jimmy, what do you think? Tell me t- who you got. So, um, I think that Jefferson City beats Rockford. Uh, I think Waterloo beats Miami to get to their second uh, championship game this year. This one, of course, is not as important. Um, And then (laughs) I think that Jefferson City is just too overpowered and wins it this year. Waterloo already did beat them in the PNTP playoffs. That's true. That's true. Okay. Go ahead, Cheese. What do you think? Uh. Jefferson City beats Roxford. Clearwater beats Eugene. Clearwater pulls it off against Jefferson City. Okay. Yeah, I got Jefferson City over Rockford, Clearwater over Eugene, and Jefferson City taking it home. So um, there you have it. Two of the three of us picked Bobby. He's got a great team. Um, Absolutely. I mean, but we'll see. You know, he's the last three years, he's went out in the Elite Eight. We'll see if they can get back and win it. He's. He's been building a great program and uh, should be fun. So thanks for listening to this, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, hopefully we will um, be back in your ears soon. Infinity and beyond. <laughs> sure. <laughs> See you, what guys. Are you What are you saying? <laughs> he said to infinity and beyond. Oh, I, I heard just him. I just joke. didn't understand it. Oh, <laughs> the, jo- the joke oh, is that his team is the uh, favorite deputy. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you've heard of these things. <laughs>